Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Chapter 4, Paragraph 4 to 5, because they're both kind of small. Perak Dalit, Mishnah Dalit, and Hey. Thank you for joining us on our wonderful journey through Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei Avos. Questions, comments, suggestions, always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Let's see what the paragraphs say. Rabbi Levitas Ish Yavna Omer. Rabbi Levitas, a man of Yavna, says, Me'od, Me'od, have a Shafal Ruach. Very, very much be humble in spirit. Shetikfas Enosh Rima. For the anticipated end of mortal man is worms. We have to be very humble. We have to be very subdued and keep ourselves in check and not have an arrogance to us and not have a conceited spirit and not feel like we are so great and so lofty. We have to keep ourselves very low down in terms of our humbleness because realize that we're all ending up in dirt and we can't take anything with us except for good deeds and except for making good differences in this world. You know, we mentioned this before many times. The greatest servant of God was called Moses. Moses was called the servant of God. He was the greatest prophet to ever live. And his key description at the end of the Torah, at the end of the Bible, the one thing that he's described, it could have said anything. It could have said leader par excellence. It could have said exodus par excellence. It could have said anything, but it said he was a servant of God. And the other thing it says is that he was the most humble person to ever live. And that's interesting because the Torah... When it was written, it was written right after his death. Some people disagree if Joshua wrote the last part or if Moses wrote the last word part and he was sad when he wrote it. Either way, it was before many generations were around to see. And they still said he was the most humble ever because he realized even though he was so great, the more great he realized he was, the less he actually felt he was in reality in compar- comparison to God because God is so great and so above time and so above everything and there's no physical characteristics to him. This lowly, lowly man, even if you're a great, great man, a person has to realize how low they are and has to be very humble. And it is said, maybe Rabbi Feinstein said, that it doesn't mean that you can discount any talents you have and you can discount any praise, but a person has to realize their talents and use their talents but still be humble because they realize that they're only one person and they're a human person who's limited with any things going around. around. So a person can realize that they're talented and realize they are here to do things and realize they could be the God de la Dor, like Rabbi Feinstein. They could realize they could be the leader of the generation, but they still have to be humble because they're just a servant of God. Let's look at paragraph 5. Mishnah, hey, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca, Omer, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca says, Whoever desecrates the name of heaven in secret, Punishment is exacted from him in public. So don't think just because you do bad things, we should never do bad things, we should only do good things. But don't think because you do something bad in private, it's never going to come out. But punishment will be coming out from him in public. You know, it is said, before we finish this paragraph and read the notes, it's said that sometimes doing things in private is worse than public. Because doing things in private, a person is scared and embarrassed what the people might say. And doing things in public, a person is scared for 
what God will say. You know, if a person, there's Gazela and Geneva, someone who steals in public is not afraid of man, but um, he's going to do it during the day because he's not afraid of man. But someone who does it at night, he's not afraid of God. And that could be even worse because he's afraid of man, but not afraid of God because he'll go in and tunnel in in secret lest he be caught by the human. But during the day, he's not worried about being caught by the God. So to here, if a person does things in private, he's not scared of God. But in public, he's not thinking about God either. And really, both of them should never be done, but we should realize that we should try our best to be good in private and in public. Echad shogig v'echad mezid. It is the same if it is unintentional, and it is the same if it is inintentional. If it is intentional, bechilol Hashem, regarding desecration of the name. We've talked about this before. We have to sanctify God's name. We can't desecrate His name. We're here to do good and to make the world a better place, and to sanctify God's name through being the Jewish people chosen to do good in this world, to make the world a better place. The notes on the bottom say regarding desecration of the name, this is the sort of conduct that makes onlookers think or say that people who claim to be observant Jews act in an unworthy manner. For some of the great Talmudic sages, even to walk a few paces without studying Torah cons constituted a desecration. For ordinary people, rudeness, dishonesty, and the like would be a desecration. One who does things that bring God's name into disrepute, 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 excuse me, chas v'shalom shows contempt for God, and this is the most serious of all sins, especially because of the effect it has on others. Even an unintentional desecration is most serious if it is the result of inadequate care or concern. Just as people cannot justify carelessness where the health and life of their loved ones are involved, so to one who is truly concerned with the honor of God will not permit an unintentional desecration to take place. Because it is so serious a sin, one who could have avoided or prevented it has no right to excuse himself by saying it was not intended. So we have to be careful. We have to make sure that in private we do good things and we set a good example for our wives and children so that they only see things because more than what you say, what you do is what children learn from. You can't say, do as they say, not as they do because in reality, in Vinahapachu, the opposite is true. They learn from what you do rather than what you say. If you make time for learning, you make time for Torah, you make time for your wife, you make time to do goods, the kids will hopefully do that as well. And in public, we have to show when we're at work and when we're on the train, when we're in shul, when we're walking around, we're always ambassadors of, uh, of God. As the Jewish people, we're always hopefully setting a precedent and being moral in everything we do. Just as in Israel and with the Israeli army, they try to do whatever they can to be as moral as possible, minimizing losses and exacting exactly what they need to do to take care of and try to be a beacon of morality and light as well as, many, as well as the people of the Jewish people in Israel and abroad. So to us, wherever we are, we have to be a beacon of light and to do good and spread good and make sanctification of God's name wherever we are and however we may be involved with or and whoever we may in, be involved with in every aspect of every minute of every action of our day. Questions, comments, suggestions, again, are welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. This has been the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G.